Oh, as we build up to summer, oh, we've got someone pretty special on now. He's got the Aussie Butcher in New Lynn, but he's worked around the world. Uh, Ruben Sharples, who's part of the Sharp Blacks, and I'm just wondering, Ruben, if you had a say in that name, because it's very similar to your surname. Welcome in. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. Um, no, I didn't, but it, did, it, sort of, it took a little bit for the penny to drop, actually, on that, when I thought, oh, yeah, sharp, sharp legs, sharples. <laughs> so, um, no, I think all New Zealand teams don't um, don't stray far from all backs. No, they don't. They don't. And I've seen a photo of the team, and you have matching aprons. I saw a photo with black and white bow ties. This is a real team event. But tell me, when you go to a, 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 the World Butchery Cup or whatever it's called, what do you actually do? So uh, last year we were uh, we went to Sacramento and competed um, in fifteen or uh, fourteen countries in the World Butchery Competition. And there's um, six um, men and women in a team. And we have three hours and 15 minutes. And we're given a side of beef, a side of pork, one whole lamb, five chickens. And we have to just pretty much produce the best-looking butcher shop in the world, making sausages, burgers, all these fancy sort of cuts. And... um, and there's oh, actually 12 judges walking around, one from each country, except, and um, we're judged, and we came third in the world, so we're pretty stoked. Amazing. So uh, do they say you have to make eight sausages, 12 meat patties, or do you decide what you're going to do with... with no, the- no, yeah. <clears throat> totally totally up to um, each team. Like we did um, a lot of practices, and uh, we've already, I think, Next week, we'll get our first practice because we're going to um, Paris in 2025. So that's going to be um, pretty special to go and compete where the Olympics is um, held next year. Yeah, and Paris is, you could argue, one of the culinary capitals of, of the world um, that you're getting to go and compete in, and its Olympics are there as well, which is fantastic. Why have they named the team so early? Is it about developing cohesion and, and thought patterns? It's, uh, we had um, we had the tryouts for it. People could put in the, the team, and we we kept the same um, the same team, um, the selectors and um, the captain. I'm not part of that. Um, and it's just the level of the displays and what you have to do every year just goes to another level. So we've, it's going to take a lot of training, a lot of practice. Uh, it's when you're competing against the the Germans. I mean, they bought a 40 foot container with them. The French team had three million euros behind them. We had eighty thousand New Zealand dollars. And I mean, some of the teams are bringing up bowl cutters, sausage fillers, freeze dryers, machines. They're bringing all this extra um, expertise to sort of come along. So it's um, yeah, a little. Um, the Kiwis down here, all the way down here. We started the competition between it was between Australia and New Zealand. It was just a bet um, <laughs> how it all started. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Where, where did your um, journey in butchery start, Ruben? Started thirty years ago, pretty much um, around to this month. I left. I was up north um, up at Breen Bay College in Ruakaka, and I once left school. School didn't really agree with me. I was 16, and 
I couldn't get on any courses to um, become a mechanic. I wanted to be a mechanic. And there was a job going at the local butcher shop. So I applied for that. The, um, the, the interview was to go out on a farm and do home kills. And ironically, the other guy cut the end of his finger off. Um, so I got the job. And the, the rest is history. But I still, I still talk to all my old bosses. Like, I still talk to Larry that's up at Waipu. Call them there. They all get a ham at Christmas time. So it's... Um, yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty good. It's, it's done us well. I've gone all around the world doing it. So, and did you work in um, in the UK at some famous markets? I worked at um, in Chiswick um, at Mac and Brothers, and I used to go and do all the meat buying at Smithfield Markets, um, right in the centre of London. And that was actually when I was doing it. It was before that actually even done that extension. So it was. When you had the old um, the porters walking around these great big uh, like wheelbarrows, like a wheelbarrow like four or five times the size of what the garden one is, and you'd load up all the lamb and pigs, and you'd you'd cart that through the market and buy your different um, all your different providers, and then I'd take that back to the van, and then drive that back to the shop, and that would be your meat, and we'd do that five times a week. Wow! Um, so it was pretty. Yeah, it's. It's pretty interesting um, doing it over there. It's, I think it's changed quite a bit now. It's not so much. Um, you, the markets still go, but they're trying to get rid of them. What What's changed a lot? Like, I guess back in the day, it was just chops, steak, sausages, chop up some chocks. It's, there's some real gourmet offerings now. Yeah, it's, I suppose people's taste, like you, you think of all these... When we were growing up, there's no cotton shows on TV. Now, I mean, you just go for whatever channel you're looking at or on Facebook or Instagram. Uh, there's just so many different types of sort of all these chefs that have become so famous and showing us how to cook, mm. which then in turn comes back to the meat cuts. It's pretty hard because there hasn't been any animals invented since um, Adam and Eve. We're still running with the same ones. <laughs> and so when people say, what's new, it's um, we've sort of got a, well, you could try this. And so we're coming now having to give ideas and recipe ideas and, and coming. Or you have someone that's coming with the book from Nigella Lawson and they're going, oh, have you got this cut? And it's it's worded in a different way that we might not be used to. Um, so then you have to get the, you know, Google it and find out, or actually it's, um, it's just a pork loin boneless, but they've called it something else. Or mm. yeah. So it's a lot of different things that we're seeing. With this, uh, I suppose with the, the cost of living, a lot more people are going towards, um, the cheapest sort of cuts and um, being the, you know, whether it be chicken or pork, um, which both of those have now, you know, they've probably done the biggest creeps up in pricing. And people, do low and slow, like if you're getting those cheaper cuts, which is where all the flavour is. I mean, you're going back to that's what, um, that's what our grandparents were cooking with and that's where it's in turn, we're coming back to those. And they're just they're treated the right way and cooked for a, a decent amount of time. The flavours and the textures of the meat is, is second to none really. Well you've led me straight to a question I was going to ask you about like the top end 
cuts of, of meat uh, out of range for some people. So the chuck steaks and all of those, the, the cheaper ones we see on the shelves, you've said low and slow. Are you basically saying like a, a, a crock pot or is there other ways we could, because I don't like crock pot meat myself, that's me. I, I like I like the, um, the crust on the outside of the steak. Is there anything I can do with the cheaper cut meats? Yeah, you can just, um, it's all about like length of time, really. So with the cheaper cuts of meats, which in turn, I have to say, like, so someone doesn't jump on the bandwagon and tell us off, is that those things have crept up as well in mm. pricing. So it's, um, but just wind your oven back to 130, uh, 135, and just leave it on all day. And that will just, that's just going to break down any of that sinew and the connective tissue um, in between the muscle groups, which is then going to make it just sort of fall apart. So I know what you're saying, like it's like you don't want to have a stew every night, like Mm -hmm. it's all right once at a a time. But if you put, like you could put a brisket, if you haven't got time to do the barbecuing and doing that whole thing, you can just put a brisket in the oven, put a nice little rub on it and put it on there for at 135 um, degrees and leave it there for six to eight hours, and it's going to be beautiful. Like, it will, I mean, it's not going to be American barbecue, but it's it's going to be nice. It'll, you'll get the crust on it. We're running a thing at the moment, a bit of a poll on the station at the moment. We do it about three or four times a year, and it's called The Bracket, and it's like a tournament. And we got everyone to nominate their must-haves at a Kiwi barbecue. And the 32 that got the most nominations went into the draw. We're, we're, we're to the nearly at the quarterfinals. So if I say, say to you, and we've had things like prawns, we've had things like beer, things that must be at a barbecue. You're allowed to pick two that must be at a barbecue. Which two do you go, Ruben? Um, number one, you've got to have good friends. Oh, <laughs> I don't know if that's on the list. No, it's food <laughs> items, food <laughs> items. Food items. Okay. Um, okay, we've got our we've got some neighbours coming over and we're doing Christmas dinner this weekend and we are gonna have uh, we're gonna have beef of some description. Yeah. And probably lamb. Like like doing a lamb leg, a butterfly lamb leg, I don't think you can go past that with with value for money. Um, you you'll find that you can you can easily you know, find somehow on YouTube, bone it out yourself or ask your butcher at a supermarket or you like butcher to bone it out for you. And that would probably be my um that probably be my, my go to. A butterfly lamb leg and scotch fillet. And just on the Or grill, your humble sausage, sorry. Humble sausage. Yeah, interestingly sausages is our number one seed. Followed by steak. Yep. Was our, so sausage got the most nominations. Steak got second. Beer was third. And interestingly, fourth was tomato sauce. Must be at a barbecue. Well, yeah, I mean, especially if you've got kids around. Yeah, um, yeah they're definitely going to have that. But, um, yeah, I'd say there's a pretty good, there's some pretty good um, top four there. You wouldn't really um, you wouldn't really have a barbecue if you didn't have those there. No, bang on. And Aussie Butcher in New Lynn, uh, a couple of guys here this morning when I said I was talking to you on the show, they said, that's my local beach butcher, can't beat it. You can't beat a good local butcher, can you? No, and that's... We've been here 16 years now, and that's my that's what I enjoy. I enjoy serving the community and actually serving serving the customers, and that's what hearing what people's stories when they come back. You you give somebody a leg of lamb, you might give them more sausage and give them a bit of cooking advice, and then when they come back in, they just you, you hope that you've nailed it. Most of the time, you do. 
and that's probably that's probably the biggest um, biggest pleasure about having the shop is people coming and telling you that you made their family barbecue or something like that or some kind of special occasion um, that it went down on a treat. So. And the other thing, because I can already tell you're a humble man, you do a lot for charity as well. You give away a lot of meat. You help out places like uh, Women's Refuge, which is dear to my heart as well, because I just don't think we should have a Women's Refuge. It shouldn't be there, but we do need it. Um, that's pretty special that someone in your position can help your community a little bit extra like that as well. I think, yeah, we're the kindest collective. Um, just that's, that's who sort of, that's our our main one and then they distribute down to um, the MDM, the Women's Refuge and yeah, again this year we'll be donating 300 hams to help feed um, all the families that are out there that everyone deserves us to be, um, to have a special day on Christmas Day so yeah. Outstanding, well done you Ruben, thanks for chatting to us today and uh, all the very best, I know it's a long way away but I do like the sound of these um, meat stocks and all these various events, I'm going to keep my eye out on it, I wish you all the very best. Thank you very much, cheers.